You are listening to the Holistic Travel Nurse Podcast. Thanks for stopping in if you're new or if you're one of my listeners, I'm back into recording. No, I'm not some professional podcaster. No, I'm not some huge um, person with an MD. I am a nurse um, that believes that you can take care of your health and do it naturally. And the further you are from medicine and more into nature, and the more you're watching um, what goes in your body and on your body, the healthier you will be. Yes, and that's my dogs as I record. So I took a month off um, and I'm back. I uh, had some time with the grandkids dealing with a chronic disease of our own. And I've learned a lot. Sometimes we learn the hard lessons of life. And some of those hard lessons in life are chronic or terminal. It can be. And so with that saying said, I just really put it on my, God put on my heart. You know what? I need to build a space where I can help and take care and empower people that they can really do so much for their health and do it naturally um, and stay out of the hospitals. And so I am working with a naturopath doctor here in Salem, Oregon. I will be having her as a guest. I will be starting my um, spa that will be part-time business or I will be able to offer these things, um, classes, one-on-ones, all these different devices and natural healing things um, in person. And there's a lot I cannot say online and cannot say well enough over here and yes I can do some zoom and yes I can take some private clients because I want and writing and incorporating all the things I could really offer a client I'm not gonna call them a patient I'm gonna call a client and how I can benefit and help with whatever element they're working on or even preventive I'd love to work with people and tell people how they can really take ownership and give them knowledge on a daily, you know, on a weekly basis or meet with them and give them the skills they need to really manage a lot of things else at home to keep them away from the doctor and really the tools and things that can move the needle in their health when it comes to taking care of it naturally. We all have certain things in our body that as we age that causes issues. I certainly do. I'm dealt with it this morning. And there are things that we can do besides popping some pill for those issues. So those are the things if you're interested and open to doing more of, you can reach out to me. I love to also hear people's stories of natural healing too. So if you want to be a guest on my podcast, you can reach out at Gmail, still okay, at holistictravelnurse at gmail.com. But let me tell you about this episode. As I'm like exploring and looking into going back to nature, I also want to believe that technology can be used for good and bad. One, we've seen a ton of it. EMF is quite harmful. Actually, my laptop is sitting on a device that protects me from EMF right this moment as I'm using it to record this episode. Um, The other is there's all this amazing technology that can really aid and benefit in our health. There is a um, channel on... Uh, rumble that I'm going to take a conversation out of that that I'm going to tie in with another conversation for another person one doctor artist where he interviews this person that talks about some healing devices that are pretty fascinated that I'm just fascinated about so to explore the options that I'm hoping to look further and if you know about these and you want to be on my podcast um, and we'll chat about it that's great That's great. I know of some other ones that people, personal friends have been using of energy frequency type of things, but I know that there's multiple different companies, multiple different stuff. So I'm exploring this, but I want you to hear a little this conversation and then I'm trying to tie in both of these. And then I will try to put in the show notes, if you want to go listen to the whole thing, um, you would, you can do it a rumble or brighty on TV uh, are where these would be located. And one is called critical thinking. The other one's on Dr. Artist show. So um, here you go. Let's start with this. 
being, they, they're not. They are telling you who they are. They're telling you what they are. So apathy is an answer, guys. You don't say anything, you're still making a decision for yourself. So if you get lured into this without speaking up and making your own, you know, your own voice heard, you're going to choose death. You're choosing the death world. So let me give you an example of how smart they are. So I have a colleague who's internal medicine, worked with her a while back. She got burnt out of the, reg the you know, regular hospital stuff. So she ended up taking a job with Kaiser. So Kaiser's a big, um, you know, uh, it's just an HMO kind of thing. So she's doing telemed and she told me this. She's like, it's really easy because 90% of the time, the AI program has already done all its evaluation on the patient for me, got the history and everything, and it's accurate 90% of the time, not just with diagnosis, but with what I would prescribe. So she goes, I just can agree or disagree. And then she doesn't get it that the AI program's learning from her. She goes, it's getting better and better. I'm like, yeah, because you're giving it, you're feeding it everything. She doesn't understand. She's she's gonna cut herself out of a job. And this was what exactly. was told to me in the meetings that we don't need yeah. you, we're just gonna make your copy. So they're learning our behaviors. That's what the facial recognition thing is all about, learning our movements or behaviors. And if we feed into programs on videos like the kids, they're making our digital twin as we're talking, right? right. So it, it's it's either what, what God do you serve? You know, that's the death world. So we can make decisions. I know it's overwhelming, but first, just don't do facial recognition. We don't have to. Like, let's say the iPhone, for instance. I'm still using it, but I'm not using its facial recognition. Or I pay attention to the, the cameras around me. I'm trying not to use as much of that. I'm trying to be outside more, trying to meet with people and eat in person, yeah. have conversations yeah. in person, you know, make the make travel more and see them, take the time out, um, be more human, you know, and that makes a difference. And I choose my father creator and I choose to worship him and pray him and praise him and pray with others. So it's, it's our actions speak very loud. Dr. T. Yes, sir. Is there something you want to say? <laughs> well, I, it's kind of an odd question, but I guess no, so. in relation to this, because you haven't spoken yet. And, and there's something I wanted to say to dovetail what Carrie said, but I didn't. Oh, yeah. All right. So I saw a kid in the office yesterday, <clears throat> almost four-year-old boy, who has been in and out of the hospital so many times, so many ER visits for upper respiratory inflammatory conditions, wheezing, cough, tightness of the chest, hypoxia, low oxygen, um, constant, constantly sick. And the parents have gone from pulmonologist to allergist to pediatrician. And I sat with the parents. I took a full history from pregnancy all the way up to now, including diet, vaccines, antibiotics. He's been on multiple antibiotics. <clears throat> and after listening to the history, I said to the parents, it sounds like these foods are creating these mini anaphylactic reactions. And I did a full physical, I showed the parents where things were uh, problems in his physical exam. And all of a sudden I looked up at the mother and she's crying. And I started to cry with her without even knowing what it was that she was crying about. And she looked at me and she said, I've, I've been waiting for, no one has ever looked at my child as a whole. Mm. And the reason I brought that up was not not to give my story, but to contrast it with what Carrie just said about doctors becoming obsolete and the AI programs becoming uh, more prominent. And I said to the parents, I said, this is how I was trained in the <laughs> 1980s by pediatricians who were practicing pediatrics in New York since the 1940s. Because all they had, and Chris, you I mean, all of you know this, all they had was smell, taste, yeah. you know, sight, touch, listening, and intuition. And yeah. the parents finally realized that they had a way of taking care of their kid without medication and with adjusting things in the diet with some support of glutathione in the airway 
and vitamin C and probiotics and minerals and fish oil and, you know, and chiropractic care for this kid to actually thrive. And they looked at me like what I was doing was an anomaly. And I, I, I'm fascinated that it is. I'm fascinated that, that a good history and a good physical and understanding the anatomy and physiology of the body and how things get out of the body and why wheezing would happen and how it's a mini anaphylactic reaction and how it's directly related to what comes up in the bloodstream through immune reactions that happen in the gut that aren't vomited out through the stomach, but actually are passed through the liver. And if not out through the bile back into the intestines, comes right up the right side of the heart into the lungs and out the airway. And if if not proper support at the airway with the right immune system support, the kid's going to get sick. <clears throat> and I just scratched my head that that we're moving towards what Carrie was speaking about. And yet the public wants what we do. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, we've, we've, we've been moving towards that for quite a while, towards this. You know, if you guys remember, this went around a couple of years ago. Remember, there was there was this audio recording that came out that was supposedly of this guy who was in a meeting in 1963 and he was talking about all of these different things that were going to happen in healthcare going forward. And one of them was the el elimination of the need for doctors because, you know, we've already seen some of that by going to physician, physician extenders to nurse practitioners and PAs and, you know, those sorts of things, but that so much of what we do and, and they've already said it's more accurate than most physicians because most physicians didn't really go to medical school to learn, <laughs> you know, and they really didn't know anatomy, physiology, and biochemistry, you know, that um, that, that was going to come. But to your point, Larry, it is what patients want. They want to look at them, you know, because every, every patient I know that every person who's seen sitting here right now, out of every 10 patients that you see, how many of them say, I hate going to the doctor because all they do is they sit and they type on a computer and they never even look at me. 10 out of 10, right? They all say that, you know? Um, I had a gal in the office yesterday that she fell a couple of years ago um, skiing and she hurt her elbow. And the elbow pain has just gotten worse over time. But it's primarily like when she lifts like something heavy, like if she lifts a suitcase or something like that. She's been to, I don't know how many physical therapists. She's been through all kinds of stuff. And being an osteopath, Carrie, you can get this, right? What's the first thing I did? I examined her elbow. <laughs> wow, that. radical notion. You know, nobody else yes. has done. You know, yeah. he had they a don't touch the patient. And, you know, even physical therapists, you know? And, and so I examined her elbow. She had a little deviated ulna. I did a little click, click on it. And it was, their pain was gone. And she's had it for a year and a half. And she said, and I, and I said, oh, you're, you know, you've got a deviation, deviated Elna, you know, sort of thing. And she, <laughs> I mean, seriously, what we can't learn by just examining our patients, right? Crazy. Or listening to them. Just listen. Or listening to them. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. Both. Imagine that, Carrie, doing both. Oh, my gosh. Imagine well, that. Well, this just may come and as a... examining them, you know? You don't have, <laughs> if you don't have electronic medical records and you don't have insurance companies and you don't have anybody yeah. standing over you mm -hmm. holding protocol over your head, you could do it. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Well, I, I mean, this is surprising from an orthopedic surgeon because we're not expected to listen or talk to anybody. But <laughs> I will tell you, I can count, I can tell you multiple times that I had a patient sent to me for back pain, and I actually look at the, the back. And they had shingles. They had a classic shingles wow. rash. Oh my the God. They didn't, they didn't yes. look at them. And the internist or family practice didn't even look at the back. So, wow. And I'm, and they got all the way to a spine surgeon. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. You know, Carrie, <laughs> one, of the, one of the doctors in my office, you know, I got two new doctors, praise God, you know. So, hey, uh, hey, that's hey, awesome. And, and you that's know, awesome. It, all, it all happened from, at Bart's Fest, from Bart's Fest, because oh, nice. when we were all wow. in the conference yeah. room, we were all doing those, those interviews. So we were doing these interviews with all of these pretty much Christian podcasts. And so they would say at the end, 
you know, Dr. Tenpenny, I know people pray for you all the time. Is there anything specifically you want prayed for? And I said, yes, pray me in a doctor. And I, got <laughs> so I tell both That's of awesome. them that they are answers to prayers because they one came in April, one came in May. So they really, really are. So seriously. Anyways, they're, awesome. both M, they're both MDs. And the one gal does family practice. The other is internal medicine. They're both about in their early 40s. And the gal that does the the family medicine, she's she's taken over. Dr. Levitin has moved on for our, from our practice. And so she's taken over seeing all the babies and the kids. Well, there was a, a cranial course that just came up. You know, the, you know, uh, Viola Fryman's. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's awesome. So I sent her out to this cranial course and, and she, she said, is there anything I can read about this? Like before I go, you know, so I gave her, you know, the cranial bowl and gave her some other, you know, things to kind of read some old osteopathic stuff. And she came back and she's on fire because she, like she got to touch these babies and she saw what, it, how she goes, why isn't this standard of care on every child? And she said, and honestly, it was just like learning some anatomy that they never taught me in medical school. And I learned the anatomy and I learned how to feel for this, you know, the, the pulse, you know, the, the, the wave. And so she's just on fire about it and, and angry at the same time that MDs aren't taught this routinely. Well, osteopaths don't really do it routinely either. And how helpful this is going to be to babies, you know? It's just... Um, you know, we're in the reason they don't want anybody doing any of this stuff anymore, like your friend Carrie with the AI, is because they're moving us all into the transhumanism movement. Yeah. They're going to be people anymore. Why on yeah. earth would they want to talk to us and examine us? We're going to be robots. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't get pregnant anymore, you can just clone the babies? No, the baby's going to be in the metaverse. Did you see that? They're advertising your baby oh, yeah. will be in the metaverse. You will have these gloves so you can pretend to hold it, your glasses, you'll see it. No, look that up. They want you to have your baby now in the metaverse. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we don't need women anymore. Right. No, 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 of course we don't need really, women. Don't even get in that. Don't even go there. Into that. I mean, how, how do we define a woman? It isn't the one who has the baby. We, we don't even have to answer the question, what is a woman? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Don't you think that's what they're prepping us for? Absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, somebody just wrote, we don't need men anymore either, Dr. P. <laughs> well, if you ask most women, they don't need men anyway. They just need the sperm. <laughs> oh, no, you That's guys want the grass, too. That is not true. Today, I had to have a thing moved in my kitchen. I tried so hard, and I'm pretty strong. But my guy came in here, he, my, my carpenter. I said, can you do this? Because this is, like, impossible for me. Bam. He just, listen, there's something about that upper body strength. I don't have it. And I am grateful for it, seriously. Okay. Uh, there's two oh, things. I, I, you know I'm just joking. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, I thought we were making a list what men were good for. No, <laughs> oh, we're not doing that. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, I want to know, how is Billy? What's going on with Billy, the pilot? Um, I hear he's stable. So he's, he's uh, healing with traditional medicine. So, you know, I'm doing it all very more alternative or holistic, as you could say. So two different healing paths. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, can you tell us about your extraordinary healing that you have yes. done so that you're looking better than you did before? Come on, people. That's unbelievable. Um, well, it started with, I mean, I came out praising God from the crash. So I, I think mental fortitude because I was, I was going to be better than before. And when they told me in the ER that they thought I could have paralysis and, you know, spinal cord compression, put me in the neurochecks, et cetera, I, in my head saying, nope, not my story, not happening. They made a mistake. And, you know, maybe it was just chance. I don't know. They all came back. There's three of them saying, I guess we looked at your exams wrong or they were looked bewildered, but there's nothing wrong. I guess we just looked at them wrong. You're off spinal precautions. And um, also prayers. I could feel the prayers. I, when someone touched me and prayed, I could feel it. I could feel this happening. So that started it off. But then I got introduced by wonderful people around um, to different technologies. Mm -hmm. So one of them was the Juvent plate. And it's not a vibratory plate. It's something that stimulates your stem cells, mesenchymal cells, reverses osteoporosis by 11% sometimes. That's amazing, right? 5% yeah. is a big deal. Um, lymphedemas decrease, but of course, acute traumas. And 
I did not think it was going to work. I was skeptical, but I had a free loaner. Why not try it? And I came in with not a good attitude. I'm like, not going to work. By the first day I could sit up or stand up straight. I couldn't do that before. And I'm like, is this real? And it got better and better and better. Um, and then I had a friend that had vertigo for six years. He just wanted to try it out. Within three sessions, his vertigo is now maybe five to 10% of what it was before. And he tried everything everywhere. Um, other people with old injuries, old surgeries, within 20 minutes, better. And I'm sorry, what's minutes. the name again? What's the name of this thing again? The, the Juvent, J-U-V-E-N-T plate. And by chance, you know, divine appointments, when I did the long Florida tour, um, there was... Uh, Peter Simonson was there with all the doctors and he talked about his technology and I, I heard about it, but I was like, oh, okay, sounds like a vibratory plate, but it's not. And I, I didn't know that I would need that technology for this time, but I'm already, my bone is filling in. There's holes in my bone. They had to take parts out it was shattered. Right. So I have to fill in the bone. And already it's filling in within a month or so. Um, the guy uh, catamaran we went out on that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Great. Okay. <laughs> so look at, look at those divine appointments, you know, just right before, right there, there is what you need okay. <laughs> a few weeks hey. before. Okay. So, um, that, that is, I'm impressed because the science, I can wrap my head around it because I didn't know that 0.3 G's, if you go over that amount of micro impact, you have more inflammatory cytokines produced. I didn't know that. That's why the really harsh vibratory plates aren't really good. So this one doesn't do that. It also measures your, the frequency you need, the impedance you need. So every time you step on it, it's reading you within 12 seconds, it sends uh, different frequencies and it senses the impedance needed. So it's, it's just for you. Um, you're on it for 10 to 20 minutes. And I, like I said, it doesn't seem like it would do much, but my dog, Pepe, he likes to go on it. I think animals are pretty smart. So he intuitively yeah. likes yeah. to stand on it. So I'm like, must be good. He's my, he's kind of like my monkey, right? Really <laughs> Check it true. out. He's your um, red shit. <laughs> it always goes circles back around yeah um but I, I i think it's a shame we haven't used this more because look at the people that have osteoporosis look at the people that are failing you know with their pain still prolonged getting on opioids um look at the people who just balance and vertigo problems uh just it's just so simple. And he uses the analogy that if you were walking briskly outside barefoot for about an hour a day, you wouldn't need it because that's what we used to get. So I like that. I like knowing that our bodies already have what we need, but we're not getting it right now because of our creature comforts and how we live. So how can we use a good kind of technology or a good um, mechanical device to help us out? Um, you know, also I, I know there's stem cell patches, the X39. I had tried them before, but I wasn't needing it. This time I needed it. I put them on and I definitely could see a difference. Like really? wound okay. healing. Okay. And it was funny when I was talking about this on my group, all these people started typing in the chat. Oh my gosh, this happened to me. This happened to me. This happened to me. This happened to me. I used it on my dog. My dog's better. I'm like, good to know. <laughs> so um, you can reuse the same patch two times. So one month can last two months and it's very affordable. So this is great. You don't have to have a doctor or hospital giving it to you. You get it yourself. You put your health back in your hands like we should have the whole time, right? Or maybe you can't afford the juvent plate. Well, maybe there's a center <laughs> Dr. Tenpenny, Dr. Tenpenny would be perfect. Yeah. And then people can go to the center and use it. Um, I know there's that's, that's such a need. Um, so those are two things. The Beamer pad, of course, is really good. Pulsed electromagnetic frequency. It's going to stimulate the microvasculature to uh, function better so I can get more blood flow to the bones, more blood flow to the, the surgical wounds that where you know, they have the induration and the hardness is hard to get the blood flow there. So pain, yeah. I can feel the pain go down. I see the swelling go down. I can feel better mobility as I'm doing range of motion. I mean, I'm putting pressure on this foot already, which I'm not supposed to, but Amazing. it feels good. <laughs> uh, I mean, that helps a lot. I don't, I think I've taken Advil twice in the last two weeks. I don't take anything for pain. That's amazing. Um, the scalar wave i tried that out for five days so this is something i'm not wrapping my head around completely yet. i'm trying to understand it because i can't see it 
So it's forming a toroidal field in the middle. Now, again, Dr. Michael, who invited, invented it, said that naturally these should be in the world, in the earth. They should, yeah. like a good, healthy vortex. But because we're getting inundated by 5G and low orbit satellites, it's disrupting it. So I like it again and making the analogy that we should already have this, but we don't. So this is another way to form it with the monitors. Um, I had 32 units that I was exposed to, and that's a lot to me. So I felt really good. I could feel the areas just tingling that needed to be healing, the ones that my injured areas. Now, being, to be honest, I had some times of agitation, so I thought it was too much for me. I think it's something I need to look into that more. Um, I, I, I personally have a feeling that we all need a little bit different uh, with hey, the Kerry, units. Pardon? Kerry, what did you mean when you said you had 32 different units? So these are monitors and they're giving out, uh, it's like a static with colors on it on a monitor. They're okay. freestanding. They're not linked to the internet because I said, what if someone hacked in there? I don't want to start acting like a robot, like <laughs> programming me. It's, it's freestanding. They're not linked to anything. Um, but they're programmed to release certain photons, light, as well as certain frequencies. And when they're, they're angled just so in the center, will be a toroidal complex. Now, I asked how could we, you and I, measure that? And they said, well, that's a, a device or an instrument that Dr. Michael has. So for me, as you know, as we all are with doctors and science minds, I'm sure we would all like to do our own kind of studies and have that data available to us. This is why I think it's interesting. I think I felt better, but I also feel that we need more data and we need to analyze it a little bit more scientifically. Um, but there's potential with that, great potential. And they want to release this in different centers where you're just sitting in the middle of it. You're just, you could sleep, you could just read, you could do some work. Um, and there's lots of anecdotal stories coming from that. I felt better, but I also was doing some other healing modalities. So I'm really intrigued, but I, I like to see some data with it. I wanna see the instrument that they're talking about that measure the toroidal field. And wouldn't it be cool if we could take the instrument and, and look at the other places in the world and see if that's, it's measuring to be another toroidal field. And then when I'm saying that it's a it's a healthy energy um, field that we're in, but I think it's similar to being around those pyramids we talked about, the 73 degree oh. angle, Russian pyramids and things like that. So that's a potential. Everything we're talking about is frequency though. Everything that I was doing is based on frequency. So this is a new way of thinking about our bodies, a new field that we're going towards. And that excites me because it's been working for me and I think this is great because I'm excited for my family and friends who have suffered for so long and they shouldn't have, right? So Carrie, what so. was the name of the thing that you sat in? What was the name of that equipment? What was the name of that? Uh, that's called EE, E as in Edward, therapy. And Dr. Sandra Michael Rose, um, she's, uh, sorry, Sandra Rose Michael, she's the inventor of it. Um, now, they have some research on it, a lot of anecdotal things, but you know, the one thing that I just didn't like personally is they said, there's never too much of this. I just don't, I think there can be too much of anything, right? So this is where I'm like, well, I would like to see more data. I would like to see um, each person, maybe we all have a sweet spot that we could use. So what I'm saying is I felt improvement with it. I think it's great, but I also think that we should do more clinical research with it. Um, I understand the general concept of it, but um, it, it's something that it's brand new, I think, to the clinicians. And uh, I think we just need to look into it more. I think it's very promising and I'm excited about it. Very excited. Um, I just think we need to have more hands-on uh, analysis of it. Yeah. And I just put in the chat uh, where you can find out more. It's unifiedhealing.com. Uh, with Jason Shirk, but what he's trying to do is get these all over the place for no more than $60 for a treatment. And I love um, that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. accessible to everybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Unified it's, healing? Mm, yeah. Unified healing, but it's unified. Maybe I spelled it wrong. With a Y. It's with oh. the Y. Yeah. Okay, Unifiedhealing.com is as a domain for sale, so I don't think that's it. No, no, no. Okay, what it is, I put an E in there, and I shouldn't. Yeah, someone get... put it in the chat. Yeah, unified. Uh, unified. Uh, okay. 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 Yeah, it's unified healing. Yeah. But he's got things going all over the place. I just want to clarify for people who have been 
writing in the chat because I've been following it. Uh, it's Energy Enhancement System, EES, Energy Enhancement System, eesystem.com. There's a wonderful uh, section on the website where you can read about uh, the some of the science that's been done. There is one study there that is um, a clinical write-up of the mitigation of seizure disorder in a kid. Um, but it, again, they were using eight panels. There is a difference in how you're going to feel with eight, 12, 20, yeah. yes. 24, 32, because I've experienced some of that. And uh, I've done it at different times of the day to see how I feel. I've done it um, with different size panels. And it really has to be something you experience yourself. The other thing, a lot of people were asking, what's the X39, the X39? There is a multi-level marketing company called LifeWave. Yep. That has these stem cell patches. Um, they also have glutathione and a couple of other things. Just remember, uh, it, it, go go in your own curiosity. It It, it is a multi-level marketing company. They are not that expensive. You can reuse some of the patches. Um, I've... So that's something I'm looking forward to possibly offering you guys and being a part of. If you are a part of that and want to reach out to me, um, I would like to hear more, a little more about it. We're going to try it and then I will give you my personal detail on it. I'm going to give you a little more of this conversation. I'm just going to speed it up just a little. Okay. And then we're going to go to Dr. Artis and listen to Jason himself. You know, these little papers all over the place. And they said exactly the same thing. It was just like this digital thing. Wow. They were the same worded papers. Now, keep in mind, these are written in the days of linotype operators. And I remember when our newspaper was written like that. Somebody had to type that all in. So the funny thing is, and this actually makes it verifiable that it wasn't planted later. They have different typos but they're the same newspaper article over and over and over again. That's number one. Number two is that there's been an inflation of the death count over a long period of time. I mean, how many people were we told died in the pandemic of 1918 in America? Millions, millions, like million, a couple of million, right? But when you really look at the numbers by county and you start looking, Boston was the third biggest city in the United States to die, to, and guess in it, in it claimed 5,000 deaths. Ugh. Now keep in mind, we didn't have these big cities on the West Coast then. We didn't have huge Los Angeles and stuff. So that was a, that, there's no way you get to millions of people. And then you also look and you see that the worldwide death count, well, it started at a million and then went to, uh, in, in 1941, they said it was 5 million. By 1975, it was 10 million. Then somebody from DHS, not in 2000 something, said it was 20 million. And now it's somewhere between 50 and 100 million. So there's been inflation of the numbers with these news articles. So I'm just saying that because this is a general principle. I thought news became corrupt like this in the age of digital. I'm just telling you, this goes back a lot farther than we realized. So, somebody banging and, on the keys. Somebody yeah, and so that's that's the point. And 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 you know, I would say that the other thing to say is this: this confirms something that I and I would love to, for you to guys to do this. So this is one of the reasons why I'm saying this. This is a neat test. I want to know the answer here. I'm going to put this on my Telegram as a as a as a query as a as a survey, mm -hmm. but. My, my grandfather, and he was born in 1882. I come from a very old family. But my grandparents, my great aunts and uncles, they were like, my granddad was a barnyard musician, a storyteller. I mean, these people talked. I heard stories about Aunt Deli falling in the cistern. I heard all these stories from the 1890s on. I never heard one story from these people about the pandemic. The other thing is, my dad, who was 13 years old at the time of the pandemic in 1918. He became an MD, DDS, and PhD in biochemistry. He was a medical doctor. He would have said something. He told me about osteomyelitis. I mean, this is a guy who taught me all sorts of chemistry and all sorts of stuff. He, he was in bed with osteomyelitis for a year of his life. He never once mentioned any great pandemic, and he would have been a teenager during that. It didn't, it didn't hit his radar. So there's something wrong with this whole story that they're now telling us about. And I think that's really important because 
when we look at, we can't trust these people with anything anymore. You can't trust the history books. You can't trust your medical history, nothing. You have to go back and do primary studies on this. And I'm finding out all sorts of interesting things doing that, more to follow on the, now that I, it's going to be on my own Substack now that I got demonetized from Substack, but. Oh my God. I think it's all the Kasarian mafia, don't you? I mean, really. No, it really, you know, it really, that's the other thing I'm going to tell you is, if you back up from Kazaria, I mean, it goes, they came from Eastern Turkey, most yeah. likely. They came from Eastern Turkey, where, where the CEO, CEO of BioNTech is now, that Uger Sahin, he's one of these guys. And, but they, where do they come from, from Eastern Turkey? Now, that's another very interesting thing, because um, I just happened years ago to hear this story by Jay Parker, who claims to have grown up in a satanic household in Arden, Delaware, a town where 90% of the people presumably are of the old religion, this religion that worships Moloch and sacrificed children and blood drinking and all that. And we call it Satanism. Well, anyway, he claims that his mother was a, an, came from a long line of very powerful witches and that she gave the story that her her family were Amalekites. And if you read the story in the Bible of the Amalekites, what was the story? I just, you know, it's the story of this this tribe, of probably in the Negev, um, who basically uh, were, Saul, King, King Saul was commanded by God, theoretically, to wipe them out to the man and their sheep. I mean, their animals, everybody, man, woman, and child, they were supposed to be completely obliterated from the face of the earth, but he didn't do that, and there was some that escaped. And she told, here, here thousands of years later, she tells Jay Parker, she said, yeah, our family was the ones who escaped, and guess where they went? They went to Phrygia, and Phrygia is that area of Turkey. It was Anatolia. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting history. Aren't I mean, they some form of Nephilim? Nephilim? Well, ne so that's the question. Who these people were. They weren't Semites. They weren't the nope. Israelites. They were in the Negev, but they were, they were constantly harassing the Israelites. And theoretically, that's one of the reasons that they were commanded to be gotten rid of. But it doesn't completely make sense that you would get them down to their sheep. I mean, I don't think the sheep were harassing anybody. What was this all about? You know? <laughs> but yeah, there's been a DNA war going on in this world for a very long yeah. time. It's a little bit... Um, and so... Yeah. It'll be, it's a, if it weren't so darn deadly, it'd be a fascinating intellectual, but that's what I'm kind of working on. And, I'm, and the 1918 pandemic is just a prototype. I honestly think the same things that are happening today happened in the 1918 pandemic. You had a bad drug, electromagnetic. Um, oh, and that's another point. You know, when we, we want to bring in 5G here about yeah. stuff. Well, it would, an interest I found in a World War II archive, but it was about World War One. They said, interestingly, it wasn't the big strong, or it wasn't the scrawny kids from the city that were dying in the in Fort Riley, Kansas. It was the big strong strapping farm boys that were in great health. But one of the reasons that would happen is the body responds to rate of change. Think about it. If you came from the, the city, you've already been in this electrified environment. They had yeah, telegram yeah. lines strung all over the place. But, in, but the farm kids had not been around electricity. So when they went down there, it was a huge change to the body and they got the, the EMF sickness, which then, and now I'm, I'm getting the dates of the vaccinations. And you read the story uh, of the vaccination program that they, they were experimenting on these kids. That's who died. And it's really disgusting what they did. I mean, you know, but they had given them this meningitis and a typhoid vaccine and maybe a couple others. And it looks to me like it was completed by June of 1918. And when did they start getting sick? Really, it was October, September, October of 1918. It was over by November. So there's a huge big peak of death and sick, you know, de the cases. So, you know, something happened. You get, you back that up. Something happened at a period in time that caused that. And it looks... And so what do you guys you know, think about the Tartarian mud, mud flood? Did you read about that? Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know. Well, well, then those orphan trains. The orphan trains. But there were a lot of orphans. Yeah, you can't right, right. explain why were, where the orphans come from. Why were there well, so many? And, you know, the, the thing that convinces me that's all, 
besides all the pictures of the Tartarian architecture, and, the, and, and, and in my own county, I still haven't gone down there, but my own county, we have a building that's clearly Tartarian that they claim is our county building that was built in 1891. Are you kidding me? My great-grandfather was here. He homesteaded 20 years before that. It was mud shovels and really? covered wagons. There was no way they could have built that building. So wow. I, we have it even here. But, That's fascinating. Yeah, the, the photograph that really hit me, There's a, it was on Telegram, and I haven't seen it since, but there's been a, it's, it's somewhere. They showed a series of these pictures. It may have been in the big special about it, but they, they showed a series of these pictures of like St. Petersburg at two in the afternoon, and yet nobody was in the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, I mean, wow. that's so, and then they started showing that, you know, Berlin, the same thing. You mm -hmm. had pictures of these major European cities from St. Petersburg to the outskirts of Paris with no people. And then as soon as you start hitting Paris, you start hitting people. It was like they wiped out a whole bunch of people. And then how do they have all these muddy roads, but they have these beautiful, ornate buildings? It doesn't make any sense. Right. Well, you the know, buildings, I think the buildings predated the whole thing. The buildings are very, very old. And the technology is very old. But the, the what happened, you know, look, like there's a great picture in Boston of on one side of the street is this very ornate building. And then you see these people with shovels, you know, and just standing around in this muddy street like, no way you built this building and didn't think how to put pavement on the streets, right? And then on the other side of the of the street is a big wall of mud, but there's a spire sticking out of it. So it's like they excavated this road and they didn't get it completely done. I mean, you can look, the, the Iowa State Capitol is a classic Tartarian building, and you can look and see it's also partly underground it was and still is a little bit. So whatever happened, it looks... And the question really happened is, when did this happen? Well, it was just before photography really took off. So we're talking probably like the time, well, you know, the Napoleon. Okay, I'm sorry, I went a little too far with that since I want to tie in a little bit of Jason talking about his devices on this show. Let's see if I can get it to work now. No. Get free VPN services okay, hold on a second. Sorry, I, like I had it ready to queue in so they could like go from one to this so you could hear this, but then it went wacko. So I'm trying to just tie in a little bit of this because I'm like I'm looking up on the websites on these things, thinking this is something. Is it going to be worthwhile to offering to people? You know, it's just one of the devices that we want to use. So here we go. We'll just tie in a little bit of this. Discussion here for the next 22 minutes on the revolution of healing, which everyone needs in this world right now as we're trying and learning how the world is actually healing right now. All right, sponsors for this 22-minute segment are KirkElliottPhD.com. Go there. There's a massive conspiracy to destroy all the money you've saved for your entire life so you can retire or pass it down to your loved ones. They're trying to destroy that and take that from you, all governments around the world, to create some new world order. Follow this guy. Call this guy, Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. Tell him you learned about him from us. This guy is a two-time Ph.D., one in theology, one in economics, so he knows the intent plans and how to actually help you save your money and increase it and grow it in this time of question. All right, number two sponsor is ParasiteTesting.com. Go there, learn everything you can about parasites. There's tons of stuff to do there. Use the promo code ARTIST10 exclamation point. First test kit in the test tab is the most comprehensive test in North America for identifying any pathogens in your body that are living there. And for those of you who know who Royal Rife is, which Jason Shirker's already mentioned, uh, he actually exposed that just with electrical impulses, frequencies, and pH, he could change the cells of a human into bacteria, viruses, parasites, you name it. He could do it. Anyway, so the environment internally is very important to keep yourself healthy for the future. All right, for those of you growing gardens in your backyards that, are that uh, the governments are now telling you not to do because they want you eating their own food that they're creating for you, go to GrowMaxWaterHydro.com. Use the promo code DOCTOR to save 10% off. Filtering out chemicals like glyphosate that causes cancer and disease, fluoride, chlorine out of your water so you have healthy organic plants at home. And then HydroShot. I actually start out every morning of my day with one of these drinks, and I'm not joking. 
I actually switched from my nitric oxide lozenges I used to use. I now go to h2bev.com and subscribe there. Nitric oxide is massively important for the body to improve circulation, focus, energy. You know. Promo code doctor. Save 10% off there. And then drstellamd.com. No. You know Dr. Stella. She used to be the most controversial doctor on the planet. Now it's me. So she says. So she's grateful that I took that off of her. So Dr. Stella MD, go there for any help and support that you need there. Period. And then use the promo code doctor there as well. Save 5% off anything there. All right, Jason Shurka. Welcome back to the program on the opposite side of that break let's talk about the revolution of healing all right so there's a lady named dr michael and there's a couple interviews you did with her i want you to take us through what you've learned that we're going to call the revolution of healing and how it is that our audiences can learn more i'll give you a quick little backstory in april i had an event that i actually told you about called the shift Shift was an event on Unified TV. Really amazing people were interviewed. Scott McKay was interviewing, I believe, Ty and Charlene Bollinger. And Scott in the interview mentioned this doctor with this technology, Dr. Michael, and my family was watching. So my father and my mom, both of them are like, Who who's this Scott guy and who's this doctor that he's speaking about? Sounds very interesting. I'm like, I don't know. We'll get in touch. Let's see. I'll put you guys in touch. Anyways, within that same period of time, my aunt found out that she had a 12 and a half centimeter cystic fibroid in her uterus. She was told by doctors to go get surgery. She has to go do this and that and that. She didn't know what to do. We said, listen, we were just put in touch with Dr. Michael. Nothing to lose. My aunt said she's in. We sent her. We put her in this unit for four hours. Four hours later, not kidding, the entire cystic fibroid dissolved. 12 and a half centimeter cystic fibroid was no longer there. Now I'm looking at this and I'm hearing this story from my aunt. And I'm like, listen, somebody's either messing with me, it's too good to be true, or we really got something big over here. So I called Scott, I spoke to my family who was already in touch with Dr. Michael. I said, somebody put me on the line with this woman, I wanna to speak to her. I got on the call with her, we're talking, she's telling me about this technology. And I'm in a very healthy way skeptical about what's going on here. I, I want to understand what's going on here. Now, casually on the phone, Dr. Michael just kind of drops, and this connects back to the disclosure series. She's like, by the way, TLS, that organization that you work for, they approached me back in 2011 in July, and I'm looking like, what did she just say? So I made a few phone calls. I validated if she was telling the truth. Of course, she was telling the truth. And then my interest was really peaked. So I started making more phone calls. I wanted to see who else has testimonials with this thing, with this energy enhancement system, they call it. Who could tell me more? Turns out the next day we find out that my sister's dog, little seven pound toy poodle, has a four centimeter lymphatic cyst in his neck. You can actually hold it at the time. We put him in the unit 30 hours later, about three nights of sleeping in the unit, gone, wasn't there. Like it never happened. And I'm like, well, this is crazy. Next thing I know, I'm asked by the organization, by TLS, and actually sent to Las Vegas to go and interview Dr. Michael. They tell me, you have a very simple task here. You need to raise awareness for this woman's technology, and you have to find a way to make it as affordable and accessible as possible to the entire world, because right now it's very expensive and mostly in private homes. Your job is to bring it to the public domain one way or another in an affordable and accessible way. I'm like, well, okay, I'll figure it out. So I put my thinking cap on. And my idea was, well, if we get enough people to open up centers around the world who do have the funds to start a center and want to be able to, to bring this to the world, then we can make it accessible at a very affordable rate for individuals who aren't as fortunate to buy the unit to go and pay per hour, like 40, 50, 60 bucks in an affordable way while everybody can still support one another. I put this interview out and I asked everybody if there's something you wanna do, please go and open up a center. And here's what happened next. Dr. Michael's team was inundated with about 70,000 plus emails. My inbox was something that I've never seen or experienced before. 
and everybody was ready to step up to the plate to open up a center in over 100 countries in the first 24 hours. And my idea is always, how do I bring more value and make this happen quicker? So I created something called the Unified Healing Network. And the Unified Healing Network was born 48 hours after the interview came out, intended to raise awareness for centers who are opening up to give them an influx of all right, so I ended it kind of soon, but I, I didn't want it to go too long. So what he's talking about, I already reaching out to people, I guess, that they have to make a lot more of these devices, and that's going to take time. But that's some of the things that I want to incorporate and I want to put together and I want to have for people. I think that people are ready to get out of the so-called western medicine dogma system and take their health back to their own hands and back to nature and so that's what I'm exploring doing on the side and I look forward to reaching out and talking to you personally so you have all those ways to reach out to me in the show notes and I look forward to hearing from you and I'm putting out new content not as much as I was before, but I will putting out maybe um, four, try to do four podcasts a month, depending on the craziness I'm going through. So these are a complete gift to you. And if you can go explore this stuff yourself, and that's what I encourage you to do. And then I encourage you to reach out to me. God bless.